everyone, and welcome back to The Bridgehead. My name is Jonathan Van Maren, and today we're going to be taking a look at the pro-life movement, uh, which we've done quite a few times, but this time we're going to be taking a look at the uh, international pro-life movement, most specifically a story out of the Netherlands. And it's an interesting story, mainly because, as, as my guest will detail, the mainstream media has been virtually silent on this story, even though uh, Dutch abortion clinics have been caught in massive fraud cases to the point that some of the abortion workers and doctors have been fired and some of the Dutch clinics have actually shut down. The reason this is such an interesting story, especially for the Netherlands, is many of, of the listeners will remember that I've, I've written a lot of columns and I've done a lot of interviews on the situation in the Netherlands, and it's, it's never a very good situation. We've discussed the euthanasia levels in the Netherlands. We discussed uh, recently how the Netherlands was seeking to uh, pass or at least was considering legislation that would allow older people to commit suicide simply because they had, quote, uh, finished living life. We've talked about the Groningen policy, which was passed in 2004, and laid out the guidelines uh, for Dutch abortionists or Dutch doctors to legally dispatch severely disabled infants. And so the, the Netherlands has really been on the cutting edge of the culture of death uh, for, for a very long time. It's, that's always been a, a source uh, of grief to me as somebody who is of Dutch heritage. My father was born there. Uh, both sets of my grandparents were born there. Uh, many of, of my friends and obviously my whole family is of Dutch heritage. So it was really refreshing to talk to uh, my next guest, Kees uh, van Gelden. And he is a, as a major pro-life leader in the Netherlands. And he's been at the forefront of, of pioneering a lot of pro-life projects as well as lobbying politicians. And he's also been at the forefront of trying to raise awareness about what's actually going on in Dutch abortion clinics, especially as that story has attracted almost no notice. So uh, I had that case on the program, and he described what was going on. And I hope you find these updates as encouraging as I did. So for the Canadian and American listeners here, what is exactly happening in the Netherlands right now? Um, there are a lot of problems with the abortion uh, clinics in the Netherlands. We have in the Netherlands now uh, 15 uh, abortion clinics, and by eight of those abortion clinics, there are very, very big problems because of uh, fraud and, um, yeah, the, the uh, six clinics are closed at this moment, and we are very thankful for it, but the fraud is very, very big. We have um, several things. Uh, uh, one uh, clinic is called CASA, and by CASA clinics, they have uh, seven clinics uh, all around uh, the Netherlands, and they had declarations, uh, they were too high, and um, the government in the Netherlands is paying every abortion for all the Dutch citizens, for the Dutch uh, women. And they uh, have declarations for more than uh, six million, and too much declarations, uh, to, uh, uh, which is paid to the government, and they have to pay it back now. And on Saturday there were a lot of problems more because they had also uh, declarations for non-existing clients. And that is about for 9 million euros. So for the Dutch uh, abortion industry, is that a very, very big problem. 
So is the is the Dutch abortion industry a private clinics with uh, contracts with the government, or is it actually yeah. just part of other healthcare facilities? No, no, it's a, uh, um, it, it's a private clinics. All the clinics are private clinics in Netherlands, but the the government is paying for every abortion in Netherlands. Uh, it's not uh, by an insurance. So you, uh, when you go to an abortion clinic and you are unwanted pregnant. Then you can uh, say uh, you you can have an abortion, and uh, we pay it together. All the Dutch people in the Netherlands uh, pay taxes to the government, and from those taxes they pay all the abortions in the Netherlands, and 31,000 abortions a year. It's the same in Canada. We also publicly fund all of our abortions. I know in the United States, they're they're trying to make sure that doesn't happen, and so. This, how long has this been going on? Because this seems like a, a lot of money. The, the first one, they have to, um, the first problem was uh, starting in 2001 until 2014. When um, you have an abortion, you, uh, I'm, I'm looking now for a word, I don't know uh, what is the word in uh, Oh, yeah, Anastasia. And um, when, when you have two doctors uh, by the abortion, then you can... Uh, giving a declaration to the government, government which is hundreds of euros higher as normal. They did it for every abortion, but they didn't have two uh, doctors in in the in the hospital or in the clinic, so they were not allowed to declare more hundred euros more for each patient. So, Casa uh, did it uh, for 5.9 million, and another clinic, that's an older private clinic, did it for almost 1 million euro. And in 2014, we've seen the papers uh, that that other abortion clinics were very angry because they knew that they did it, and they sent news, so uh, uh, sent letters to the government, to the the minister of healthcare, and they told them what what was happening, and the, she didn't take care about it. And she let it go on. And now a Dutch newspaper found out that they had uh, fraud for more than uh, 6.7 million euros. But it's not an issue in the Netherlands. Nobody is talking about it. Everybody is talking about something else. And that's the biggest strange thing what we have. Uh, one of those uh, clinics told the newspapers we have a, a problem because we don't have enough people uh, working in a clinic to help all the women who want to have an abortion. So she, she made the news, uh, give the newspapers another item to talk about, and everybody is, forgot the fraud and, uh, and is talking about the, the waiting time for all uh, the women. And they are uh, specialized uh, in that clinic in late-term abortions in Nails, we have, uh, it's not so far as you in uh, in Canada, but we are allowed to do an abortion until 24 weeks in the Netherlands, and they are specialized from 13 weeks until 24 weeks. And she told the, new, the, the press, by the problems of the other uh, seven clinics, there are coming more women to our clinics, and they have to wait sometimes three, four weeks because it's too busy for us. And what if you are uh, 20 weeks and you have to wait uh, four weeks? Then you uh, have to keep your baby, baby, which you don't want it. And all the Dutch newspapers are taking that news, and they forgot 
that she is also one of the eight clinics who made trout of uh, Anastasia. Well, I'm surprised that a Dutch newspaper would publish the fraud to begin with, because one of the problems with the Western media in general is that they, they do exactly what you're describing, which is to, to defend the abortion clinics. How did this story break in the first place? Now, the, the newspaper who brought it uh, in the news is a Christian newspaper. Oh, okay. So, uh, that, that's also the problem for uh, to spread the news to the other, all the other uh, uh, newspapers, because they say, okay, that's the, the, the Christian, one of the two Christian newspapers in the Netherlands, and you don't have to believe it. And uh, is it true, yes or no? But there is an organization in the Netherlands that it's called Follow the Money, and the Follow the Money is an organization who will check what is going on with the money with, uh, from the government. And that's very interesting um, because they, they found out that CASA uh, has uh, uh, a lot of things done more wrong than the Dutch Christian newspaper told because they had non-existing clients and they declared uh, the bill to the government and the bill and the government paid and that's about 9 million that's from 2006 until 2015 uh, we are talking about 1500 uh, perhaps 1500 abortions a year by this clinic that they got money for no clients there were no clients but they were, they were false and now we have we have had the elections in the Netherlands, and yesterday uh, um, the, the news was coming out that uh, there's, there's preparing the new government now, and they had uh, commitment uh, all the uh, the people from the government, and everybody is uh, forgot the nine million fraud, and they are talking about a new government. So we we, we have a spiritual battle in the Netherlands, absolutely. So this fraud, what impact did it have on the abortion industry? You said some of the clinics had to shut down for a while? Yeah. Uh, the seven clinics of CASA, um, a few of them are shut down, totally shut down, and uh, all the, all the uh, doctors are fired. And uh, now the, the biggest problem what they have is there is no enough people uh, to work in the clinics uh -huh. because a lot of uh, doctors who were fired find uh, work somewhere else, but this, this happened in August of this year, and um, now uh, a few uh, of the seven, I thought it is four of them, work for half a day, they don't uh, go further as 12 weeks uh, pregnancy, and they used to go to 24 weeks, so there are a lot of people, um, they, they have problems, because where must we go to uh, the abortion clinics? There are only two abortion clinics in the Netherlands at this moment who do abortions until up uh, 24 weeks. And now by those uh, two clinics, uh, we uh, more than usual we go uh, to the clinics uh, for sidewalk, sidewalk counseling. Mm -hmm. And uh, we speak to a lot of women, uh, really a lot of women, and we try to help them, to tell them that there are other possibilities. We uh, we have a, a special plan that we pay everything for the child for the first year. We, we buy the clothes for them, we buy the food, we buy uh, everything what they need for the baby room. They got it free of us. So, because 
51% of all the women who have an abortion in the Netherlands gives a reason, the reason that they have no money for another child. So we offer them uh, to pay it for one year. So uh, if they say yes, then we have one year to go with them to look for more better uh, possibilities for, for uh, funding from other ways. And every month at this moment, every month and every week, we find people, uh, women, who say, okay, if you really do that, I cancel uh, my abortion appointment. And they went inside to the abortion clinic, and they cancel the appointment, and we follow them. At uh, this moment, we uh, have about 60 uh, young women who we are uh, following now and helping. Uh, we, we give them a buddy that's a young woman who give them advice, they walk with them. Uh-huh. This, this buddy will uh, buy the, the food, will buy the clothes, will buy the, the things uh, she needs. And uh, they give the bill to our organization and we pay the buddy back. Because a lot of young women um, don't really don't have the money. And they, um, and, uh, how do we say it in English? Uh, they have to pay a lot of money to the bank. Right. So if we give them money to buy clothes, the bank says, okay, thank you for the money. It goes in the first time to us. So the buddy will uh, will uh, take care of it. And, and so we are looking now in Netherlands for more people who can do sidewalk counseling. So I, I hope and I pray that we have for every day that the clinic, that those two clinics are open, that we have enough people to walk there. That, that should be very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another thing what's happening at, the, at this moment that, that's, very surprising for us because you you said that uh, just that uh, if people uh, or if no the Dutch newspapers don't talk uh, about abortion clinics they protect them mm-hmm. but the 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 organization follow the money the journalists of uh, that organization we have contact uh, with them and we are talking to them we are telling them. Um, a lot of things were what happened, what we see by our uh, help, uh, by our uh, help service from our organisation, and they uh, they are open to receive our information and they are checking it out, because uh, perhaps one example in in Belgium, in Belgium, uh, our neighbour uh, neighbours, uh, there is abortion allowed until 12 weeks. Some abortion doctors. Uh, are working in the clinics in Belgium and also working in clinics by CASA in the Netherlands. A few days in Belgium and a few days in the Netherlands. We had a, uh, a young girl of 18 years old and uh, she called us. My wife uh, um, is counselor by us and she talked to her and she said, the, the girl said, if uh, my baby is 3.1 centimeter, how old is that baby? And we told her, I think, we think it's about nine weeks. And she starts crying because she was in Belgium in the clinic and the Dutch uh, abortion uh, abortionist told her, yes, you're 3.1 uh, centimeters big is, the, is your child, but you're 14 weeks pregnant. And 14 weeks is too uh, far for Belgium, so you have to go to the Netherlands. They can help you over there. And you're very lucky because I'm working in uh, in Netherlands, and you can come to the Netherlands, and I help you. 
she came the next week to the Netherlands, this abortionist helped her, and uh, they made an ultrasound, and they, uh, the nurse said, you, uh, it's 3.2 centimeters now, and uh, she got the, uh, the abortion. But because she's not Dutch, she's Bel a Belgium citizen, she has to pay cash, and she has to pay 6,500 euros right. to have that abortion. And that's very, very false, because if she had the abortion in Belgium, she had to pay only uh, a, a, um, a small bill, about three, three euros, that's all. But when she pay and she comes to Holland, she has to pay cash. It's not paid by the Dutch government. And, and so the abortionist lied to her to earn more money from her from in Netherlands as when he did it in, in Belgium. And also what happened... Two days later, she was at home. She started bleeding, and so much bleeding that she uh, uh, could um, uh, scream for her boyfriend, and the boyfriend called the ambulance, and she almost died because of uh, the bleeding. And uh, the reason for this is that the, uh, the abortion was not not good enough in the Netherlands. So that those things we told those journalists of follow the money of that organization. Uh -huh. And they are uh, they are checking it out now, and a lot of other things. I I think it, it's a very very uh, special time in the Netherlands for the abortion industry because a lot of people are uh, awake uh, now, and they are uh, asking questions what the uh, most Dutch newspapers don't like. So they have to talk about it. Uh, it's really, really interesting. The reason I said the, the newspapers usually support the abortion industry is, as I'm sure you'll remember, the Planned Parenthood scandal in, uh, in and well, this is probably the fifth or sixth Planned Parenthood scandal in the United States, and every single time the newspaper tries to say that the videos are selectively edited and and, 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 and just essentially tries to discredit the investigation. So what's happening in Holland is even more interesting uh, because of that. And, and one other thing uh, that I'd be interested to know, and I know our listeners would as well, is in, in the United States there's a lot of polling data that shows that if you have to travel further or it's more difficult to get an abortion or the waiting period is longer, then less women have abortions, which is why pro-life politicians try to pass laws that uh, have these waiting periods and things like that. So with all of these clinics shut down right now in the Netherlands, have you seen a lot less abortions take place, or are you not aware of that? No, I'm not aware of that. Um, I, I don't know what it's uh, happening. What we see in the two clinics, uh, two, uh, two biggest clinics for late-term abortion, we see that they are working um, uh, not only at daytime, they are working also at night. Um, we see that a lot of people are coming, uh, and still uh, also our the Minister of Healthcare told abortion clinics, you have to stop abortions to foreign women. You have to help first the Dutch women who have, want to have an abortion. She told them in a, in a paper and she told also the government that it's one of the decisions. But what we see by, in the clinics, that the people from Germany, people from France, people from Poland, people from Belgium are still coming to the Netherlands for late-term abortions. And um, the minister uh, of healthcare can say uh, that she uh, she can say what she wants, but uh, the women who are coming to a clinic are not patients; they are clients of the 
clinics. And if they, there's coming somebody uh, from abroad, they can uh, ask higher rates than when they help people from, uh, from uh, the Netherlands by themselves. So the abortion industry would never say uh, to the foreign people, I'm sorry, uh, I, it's not possible for me to help you anymore because uh, the uh, Minister of Healthcare uh, is not allowed to say that to her. She can say it, but it's an advice, but she, uh, the, the, the clinics never accept it. So it, it's very, very busy what we see by uh, those abortion uh, clinics uh, at this moment. And uh, I, I, I think the, um, what, what we see is the abortion pill uh, you've got them also in uh, Canada and United States, uh -huh. uh, becomes uh, even more popular uh, by, because it, it's very fast. You give them an abortion clinic, the woman goes away and takes a three, two, three days later the other pills at home. And, and yeah, that's a big problem. That's a, that's a big problem because uh, it's a horror pill. Uh, we, we, we've seen so many stories about women who take an abortion pill and they are bleeding so, so heavy at that moment that they have to go to the hospital. But the, the abortion clinics, they give very fast now the abortion pill because uh, when you take a pill, you can go and the next one is coming. So that's the reason that we started also the abortion reversal pill in the Netherlands. We have now a network of uh, Dutch uh, doctors who uh, will uh, uh, help us by giving uh, the other pills and we started uh, one month now with it, and we have uh, uh, different times uh, that uh, women are calling us to uh, regret the first abortion pill. And we start up the procedure, procedure uh, to, uh, for the reversal pill. It's, it's very good that we have that possibility now also in the Netherlands. I think it will become very busy the next uh, month in the Netherlands because the problems in Kaza are so, are so big that we think that the other, uh, all the clinics uh, will be shut, shut down uh, within, uh, I think, a month. The problems are too big, very big. The, uh, the director, uh, I, the first one is Bert uh, van Herk. Uh, Bert van Herk uh, 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 is gone in 2015, and the, the new one um, yeah, has left uh, the company this week. So there are no people who can ro uh, run uh, the clinic. So I think maybe a month, and then all the seven clinics uh, will shut down. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really wow. Yeah. The, the biggest problem is what are the Dutch newspapers now going to tell? Because um, on Saturday there was one newspaper told, and that's not a Christian newspaper, told about 9 million. Uh, the Dutch news broadcasting station NOS uh, told about it. That's all. And then it stopped. Nobody is taking over the news. Just uh, what happened by Planned Parenthood by the undercover videos. Um, only the two Dutch Christian newspapers told about it. And the other newspapers, uh, the only news they uh, uh, brought uh, in the newspaper was that the, the, the videos are false. That's the only news they told. Right. Yeah, and uh, what, uh, that's, uh, we have the same problems as what you had. But this is surprising. It's amazing what's happening now in the Netherlands. Yeah. 
Well, one final question uh, for our listeners. Uh, could you just tell our listeners a bit about the organization you work for and the Dutch pro-life movement, the work that you're doing in the Netherlands right now? Okay. Well, I'm the, um, the minister of a Dutch uh, pro-life organization, one of the uh, a few of the pro-life organizations uh, we have in the Netherlands. Uh, I started as, as minister uh, four years ago. Uh, together with my wife, we quit our job, and uh, now we are uh, full-time uh, busy with uh, pro-life work. My wife is uh, serving uh, the help service uh, with three other or two other women uh, uh, who are paid, and ten women um, counselors in the Netherlands that are volunteers. And uh, my my job is uh, to run the company, the, the organization. And to talk to the to the press, uh, I write uh, for the newspapers. I talk to uh, the Christian uh, people who are sitting in the government. We work together, and since three years we are working together with. Uh, I'm trying to 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 connect all the Dutch uh, pro-life organizations, pro-life insurances, and and now uh, we start last year, and it's. Um, uh, it's, it's very good what happened. We had a week of life in the Netherlands. In that week of life, with seven uh, pro-life organizations, we made uh, commercials to the uh, uh, radio stations, the most popular radio stations. And in that commercials, we uh, we, call, uh, we talked about the message, one of the seven pregnancies end in an abortion. And a lot of people were very angry about us because we, we talked about that. But it starts, people start talking about it, and that's what we want. This year we have also uh, a week of life in the first week of December, and we have new radio commercials. I'm just preparing it. I'm listening to uh, uh, some proposals uh, from uh, uh, from the maker. And uh, the, the message is, when starts your heart beating, and your heart starts beating at 21 days after conception, uh-huh. that's in a commercial... And we said we broadcast it to all the Dutch uh, br- uh, popular radio stations a whole week. And what we see now in the Netherlands, a lot of people are busy with it because last weekend we had uh, the uh, advertisements uh, for for fundraising because we need 50,000 euros uh, for this uh, for this uh, project. And the money is coming in uh, at this moment, and uh, a lot of people are talking about it. And by the end of this week, we have the March of Life in the Netherlands. Last year, we had 5,000 people. The year before, we had 2,500 people. So in one year, it doubled. But now, this year, we have in The Hague, that's the, the town for the government. Uh, uh, there's a big place, and that's Malieveld. On that uh, place, there can be uh, hundreds thousand until uh, now no hundred thousand till hundred fifty thousand people and at this moment we are expecting um, thirty thousand people I think at this moment so and we have still six to seven weeks uh, to go so that will be very very big this year so that's my job to do those things to work together with the other organizations to talk to the uh, uh, with the uh, Christian people in the government to run our company. We work with 5.5 paid people and uh, we have uh, 200 volunteers in uh, all over the Netherlands. Awesome. Okay. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. Yes. Thank you for calling me.
and for the possibility to talk about problems here in the Netherlands.